Welcome to the sermon series from Life Church Green Bay. It's our mission to bring the life-giving message of Jesus to the 920 and beyond. We're so glad you're here. If this is your first time joining us, we want to do life with you. While you're listening, fill out our hello card on our website so we can connect with you. Visit lifechurchgreenbay.com forward slash hello to fill it up. Make sure to check the I'm new here and online options while filling out the card. Again, we're so glad you're with us today. Here's this week's message. All right, good morning. Open your Bibles to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6. Mark 6, if you don't have a traditional Bible and you'd like one and you're comfortable raising your hand, do that. One of my friends will bring you one. You can either borrow that or keep it. It's our New Year's gift to you. You can also open up the Version app or the Bible app on your smart device, and all the notes and scriptures have already been uploaded on there. If you're at watching us online or at one of our other gatherings, I love you guys and super glad that you guys are part of our family. Greetings to my beautiful bride, Pastor Sonny, who's preaching right now in Toronto, Canada, and so we're super uh, excited about everything that God has uh, connected us to. So happy new year. I know I'm late, but unless you're at the worship night uh, this week, this is the first time that I've gotten to see you. So again, happy new year. I hope you haven't broken all of your resolutions already. I had a couple of big resolutions. One was I was going to do a hundred push-ups every day in 2023. Haven't done it yet in Jesus name. So I did 10 one day and then my arms started to shake and I was like, bro, I'm way too heavy to do a hundred push-ups. So whatever, I'll just be old and fat. And so anyway, I love the holidays, but I really love the new year. Like, isn't it nice to get back into a routine? Isn't it nice to get back into sync, into a rhythm? Like, aren't the holidays so busy, so hectic? Uh, You buy the presents, you wrap the presents, you open the presents, you return the presents. (laughs) You get the decorations out, you put the decorations up, you take the decorations down, you put the decorations away, unless you're some people, and you leave your Christmas lights up all year round. That's not festive, that's just lazy. Anyway, you have to visit your family, her family, their family, all the family. It's all so busy, all so hectic. Sometimes it's overscheduled. Sometimes it's overdone. Sometimes it's overwhelming. I mean, frankly, sometimes the holidays are just exhausting. Uh, That's one of the reasons why we take the beginning of every year and we just shut some things down. We just shut some things off. We just slow it down. And we do that by fasting, which by definition is just depriving ourselves of something, of of anything. Facebook, Diet Coke, cigarettes, alcohol, Netflix, meat, anything. And we fast because it helps us go slow. And so I found uh, that when we slow things down, God tends to speed things up. I want to talk about that today in a message that we're calling It Happens Fast. Let's pray. God, we love you. We honor you. Thank you. This is the day that you have made. We pray, God, solace over all the Lions fans in Jesus' name. God, we thank you for this victory today, that winning in in Jesus' name. We love you for that. Thank you for the drama. Thank you for the adrenaline. God, thank you for new beginnings, what 2023 presents for myself, for my family, for my friends, for my friends on the other side of the screen. God, I pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, What a difference a year can make. 
Uh, this time last year, I wasn't thinking about Canada. I wasn't thinking about Australia. I wasn't thinking about North Carolina. But here we are one year later leading a church in Canada, uh, getting ready to lead a church in Australia, and we own a 20-acre retreat center in North Carolina that's dedicated to restoring broken people that has a waiting list for our first intensive. Uh, it's amazing what a difference a year can make. And it all started for me uh, during a fast, a fast where I started praying a prayer called the prayer of Jabez every single day. And it, it goes a little something like this. Oh, that you would bless me indeed, that you would increase my territory, that you'd be with me and keep your hand on me. That God, this, if God could be with me and if God could keep his hand on me, God, that you would keep me from sin so that I don't cause any pain. And a few weeks ago, I was praying that, you know, for the 300th or 400th time, and I really felt like God even dropped this into my spirit. That pain doesn't only involve you. That pain doesn't only involve others. That pain also involves me. God, that you would keep me from sin so that I wouldn't cause you any pain. It's amazing what happens when we fast, when we deprive ourselves of something, of anything. We're not a deprivation nation, but it is amazing what happens when we take our desires and we submit them to him. And we take our desires and we submit them to, to his desires. There are desires that I have for me that he doesn't have for me. There are desires that he has for me that I don't have for me. And so I want to trade my desires for his desires. You know what I want? I want to win the Powerball. Do you know why? Because I want to win a Bugatti and drive it off of a bridge and let that mug sink so that I can go viral on TikTok. I just say it like there's stuff I want to do that God's like, you are so stupid. Like there's some things that I want to do that are so stupid that it's ridiculous. Like, and there's some things that God wants me to do that are so stupid, like that it's, that it's ridiculous. Like that God, like sometimes that God, you want, this is what you, this is what you want me to do with my life. Do you, like, do you know the anxiety that comes with this? This is so against my natural inclination. This is so against my natural proclivity. And it's funny when Sunny sits over there and she watches me because she can tell when the nerves have gotten enough of me. I, I get a thing, and so if, you, if you watch them, give, give you a little insider information on me. Sometimes when I get up here, first of all, when I do this thing with my tiptoes, that's like because I'm, I'm trying to rush the nerves. I hate, like, I hate this. Like, the, the idea of standing in front of you. Like, what if my zipper were, like, the whole thing would be red. Nobody would hear another thing. I had a guy tell me one time, if you have yellow teeth like you do, nobody will hear a thing. You say, so sometimes I just want to talk like this, but then I don't think that anybody will understand me. So sometimes, and Pastor Sonny can pick up on it, sometimes my, my hand shakes. And, and I, have to, like, I have to hold my hand. Sometimes, it, like, I used to would hold something in my hand. Like this, this God, this is what you wanted me to do. See, sometimes I have to trade my desires for his desires and he wants to trade his desires for my, there's some things that you want to do that God doesn't want you to do. And there's some things God wants you to do that you don't want to do, but you've got to determine within your heart, which of those things you're going to let control you. It's amazing what happens when we deprive ourselves of, of anything because fasting moves the hand of God. So, so I want to share with you two stories from the gospel of Mark today that are only separated by one thing. 
sacrifice. First Mark chapter six, it says, Jesus went from village to village teaching the people and he called his 12 disciples together and he began sending them out two by two, giving them authority, watch this, to cast out evil spirits. He told them to take nothing for their journey except the walking stick, no food, no traveler's bag, no money. I mean, he allowed them to wear sandals, but he didn't let them take a change of clothes. Wherever you go, he said, stay in the same house until you leave town. But if any place refuses to welcome you or listen to you, shake its dust from you feet as you leave to show you've abandoned those people to their fate. Golly, that's busted. So the disciples, they went out telling everyone they met to repent of their sins and to turn from God. Watch this. And they cast out many demons and healed many people and they anointed them with oil. Next, Mark chapter six, Mark chapter nine. It says, when he came to the disciples, this is Jesus, he saw a great multitude around them and the scribes, they were disputing with them. Immediately when he, they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed. Oh, that when we see Jesus, we would be greatly amazed. They ran to him and they greeted him. He asked the, the scribes, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like, what are you discussing with them? And one of the crowd answered him. They said, teacher, I brought you my son who has an unclean spirit, an evil spirit. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth. He gnashes his teeth and he becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples and I asked them to cast it out, but they could, but they could not. Huh. Jesus answered him and, and, and he said, oh, faithless generation, how long shall, shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him, the boy, to me. They brought the boy to him and, and when, G, when he saw him, the boy saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him. He fell on the ground, he wallowed and he foamed at the mouth. So Jesus asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And the father said, since childhood. Often the demon has thrown him both into the fire and into the water trying to destroy him. But if you can do anything, hmm. if you can do, when is the last time, ooh, I wish I had more time this morning. It, it, when is the last time you prayed to Jesus if you, like not, not what I want, but if, man, if you could do, if you could do anything, you, not my kingdom come, but your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. The man, the man wanted his son healed. The man wanted his son expelled. But instead, he said, man, if you could do, like if you could just have him not foam at the, if you got kids, you know this prayer. If you could have him just not foam at his mouth. If you, like if you could do anything, if, if you could have him stop gnashing his teeth. I don't need you to do everything, but God, if you could just do anything, we would be excited. Jesus said, if you believe, <laughs> like if you believe all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and he said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Do you know how many times I prayed that prayer? Lord, I believe help my unbelief. We bought 20 acres in North Carolina with no money. <laughs> it's the American way. <laughs> we bought that mug with the, we got a loan from the bank of faith in Jesus name. 
And our payment is $54,000 a month. Not the church. This Pastor Shiny and I got to find this every month. And so, uh, so the day the payment was just this last payment was due, uh, Pastor Shiny texted me. She said, uh, we have 53300 and something dollars in the bank. We got to send a wire today. Uh, I said, okay. I mean, what else am I say? Like, no! <laughs> I said, okay, it'll come. What, what time is it? It's one o'clock. Oh, okay, we got, man, we got three hours. Are you kidding me? Three hours and $600. We never did get the $300, by, whatever, the $600, by the way. But you know what did happen is the guy messaged us, and he said, do y'all know that you've been paying extra the last four months? You've been paying $54,000, but your payment... Is really only like $51,000, so you guys have an excess of like $10,000. Man, we went right to TJ Maxx and bought a couch for the first night. We were like, yeah! We were like, we were hood rich. Anyway, <laughs> he said, if you believe all things are possible, immediately the father cried out, Lord, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to a deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. The spirit cried out. It convulsed him greatly, like one last time. It convulsed him greatly, came out of him, and the boy collapsed. People in the crowd, I picture some old lady, she, ah! <laughs> he did! <laughs> you know that grandma that cried out, ah, this is how I read the Bible. Y'all can be boring if you want. <laughs> There's grandmamas in my stories. Somebody's taking a shoe off and hitting somebody. You know what I'm saying? You better get out of that boy. <laughs> Jesus is like, dang, grandma went off. Anyway, Jesus, Jesus uh, just took him by the hand. Then he picked him up and he arose. And when Jesus came into the house, his disciples came to him privately. And they said, why couldn't we cast it out? So Jesus said to them, watch this. Some things only happen through prayer and fasting. See, see that what's the difference between these two, two stories? One thing, sacrifice. In Mark 6, Jesus told them to take nothing for their journey except a walking stick. Don't take no food. Don't take no traveler's bag. Don't take any money. He allowed them to take sandals, but they couldn't change their clothes because some things only happen through prayer and fasting. Chapter 6 says that they were able to cast evil spirits out, but chapter 9 says they weren't. What happened between 6 and 9? I wonder if their success had made them soft. See, some of you, you got saved and you was doing everything. You was praising them and reading the Bible. You had an app and a reminder and a clock and all the stuff. And worship night happens and you're here right next to Chris and Franklin on the front row. You're singing, dancing, even though you can't dance like me. You'll run this building and shout and scream, bring you a shofar, talk about Ricola. But God does three, four things for you, and all of a sudden, you can't read the Bible, you can't pray, you can't tithe, you can't serve, you walk in here like, you ever see some kids, you seen that video on TikTok about those parents who walk into their kid's house, and they're turning that mug out, throwing their coats down, leaving stuff next to the trash can. The dad comes in about six times in the video, turns the same light on, come back, oh, this light's off, turns the light back on. That's how some of y'all come in church, acting like you belong here. Act like this is your house. 
Acting like, like you did all that. None of us did none of this. And when we first got saved, we remembered that. When we first got saved, we acted like we were desperate. We prayed for our husband like our lives depended on it. Now all you can do is get your girlfriends on text and complain about how much of a dog he is. You stopped praying and started complaining. And what happens is when we get success, sometimes we get soft. I wonder where they'd gotten slack in their relationship with the Lord, where they had gotten slack in their calling. See, seasons of significance always require seasons of sacrifice. Your success requires you to be two things, sacrificial and specific. Sacrificial and specific. See, I hate fasting. You don't get a body like this holding stuff back. That's I'm just saying. This is not this is not like a successory's picture of of the thinking man. Like this is this is like this is a body built by Ori. Like I'm just saying like like I I hate I hate oh God I hate fasting. I love New Year's Eve. <laughs> I eat every remember that worship night I said I was going to Dairy Queen the devil is a liar. I went over there that mug was closed. You know what I did? I went to call first. <laughs> Persistence. I'm just saying, when you need it, ice cream and it's the last, it's the last, you know, little shot that you're gonna get for 21 days. Cause I, I mean, I hate fasting. I don't ever want to deprive myself of anything. But what I have discovered about fasting is three things. Number one, it is a reprieve. Like some of the stuff that you're fasting, you've been needed a break from that. Some of that, so like some of y'all, you needed a break from social media. So you need a break forever from social media, some of y'all. You need to delete Facebook. Like, I'm not just talking about get rid of the app. I'm talking about delete the whole. There's more drama for your mama on Facebook. Like, everybody mad at somebody. I don't have enough time in my life for people to be mad at me and for me to download an app <laughs> where people can just say whatever they want, do what. Some of y'all need to just cut it off. Cut off Instagram. Your 27 followers will not be mad that you never... I'm just saying, like, that fasting gives us a reprieve. Some of y'all need to not go back on alcohol. You need to not go back, Sean, on... Sh I don't know about that one. I can't be up here lie. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Some of you need to never go back on sugar. Me, it's in my blood. It's in my vein. I'm just saying, like, I'm from Canada. We are 50% maple syrup. I'm pretty sure... There's, there's sugar. Elf told me there's sugar in maple syrup. And so some, it's a reprieve. Number two is it's a reset. Here's what's awesome, especially like when you do the Daniel fast, which we've done the Daniel fast a lot here. But, uh, you know, the Daniel fast is no sugar, no meat. It's, it's basically fruits and vegetables. And man, by about day six, man, you feel like king of the world. You feel like, whoa. You feel like you grew about three inches taller lost four inches on your waist. You don't have that cough anymore. You have energy. I mean, once you get past the headaches, which is a sure indicator, if you go off coffee and you feel like somebody needs to lock the door and keep you in the room, like you're on hair, like you need 
to think about going back on that because fasting provides us with a reset. It just kind of flushes some things out. Number three is it's a reminder. It is a reminder of who God is and the power that he holds. See, if you want to do something significant, you have to be willing to do something sacrificial. Uh, I, I felt like God told me that this is going to be uh, the most successful, significant year of my life, 2023, will be the most successful, significant year of my life, but, but that it will also be the most stressful year of my life because, because success always has a trade-off. That I'm going to have more opportunities than I've ever had, but I'm also going to face more opposition than I ever have. That, that in the striving for the success that God has for me in his kingdom, I'm going to have to survive more storms than I ever have. And, and so uh, standing right over there, worship night this week, I felt like God gave me a theme for for me and for you for 2023, and it is what if. What if we lived our life with a what if attitude? Like, like what if God isn't done with you yet? What if God is still working on your marriage? What if God is still fixing your finances? What if God is still directing you into the calling and the pathway for his life? What if God is going to heal you this year? But Hey, listen, Jack, last week a boy was dead on a football field, and today he's talking to people over FaceTime, giving God praise and giving God glory. I wouldn't want to play the bills today. That's all I'm saying, because God is still... What if God is still in the miracle-working business? What, what if this book isn't fake? What if this book isn't over? What if, what if your life is still being written? What if God wants to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you've ever hoped, wished, or asked him for? For him to do that, you've got to be more sacrificial than you've ever been. But not only do you have to be more sacrificial than you've ever been, you have to be more specific than you've ever been. Sometimes you guys want God to do things you haven't even asked for. And, and, and when God doesn't do it, you get disappointed. But the reason that he didn't do it is because you didn't ask. The Bible says you have not because you asketh not. What is it that you want? What is it that you need? Hey, man, I want the Packers to win the Super Bowl. I'm praying for that. You think I'm tripping? I'm praying for that. You know why? Because I want to go. I want a ring. I want to wear that mug. I want to preach like this every week. Open your Bibles. To, I want to put that joker on. And actually, I want to put it around a big old chain, like the one you buy in the middle of the mall. And I want to walk around. I want to change my name to Lil Sean. Like, I want to be... And, and just start every sentence with, yo, yo, or uh, uh. Like, like, I just, why? I want them to win the Super Bowl. That's not stupid for me to pray. Now, God might not answer that. Somebody somewhere else might be praying the same prayer, and God may be like, nah, I'm a pit. We know it's nobody in Minnesota, but like this is, <laughs> I'm just saying, somebody in the AFC might be praying the same prayers that I'm praying, and so like, what is it that I am specifically praying for? Let me give you one that's a specific prayer for me. I, I at the beginning of this year, prayed that God would allow me to give a specific amount of money to this church, and I'm not going to tell you the amount. It was, it was absurd. 
And so all year I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. God gave me business opportunities. He gave me some real estate opportunities. He gave me some speaking opportunities. And, and I was two weeks away. And, and I, I, needed, uh, I needed nine more thousand dollars two days before the year ended. I was like, oh God, I'm not gonna make it. God was like, you're so weak. You are so weak. And the day before, God gave me a blessing that allowed me to give $17.96 over and above what it was that I was praying for. I pray and now, I, didn't, I got a, a big chunk of money, and you wanna know something? I didn't tithe off that chunk. I gave the whole chunk. And it wasn't that we didn't need that money. We need, I got two kids in college in Jesus' name. We need all the money. We, they stay. Ask. You think when your kids leave the house, that man, all they, I feel like all my kids do is ask for money. Like they stay asking for money. And I got this chunk and God was like, hey, did you have the goal or not? Are you going to keep it or are you going to give it to me? And so listen, I changed. It, there's a new goal for me before I die. I want to have one year where I give $1 million to this church. One year, me, one year. I, so you say, you're going to make 10 million? I don't know. God's got all the money. That's all I'm saying. God's got all the, all the money. But now, now, for you, I'm not talking about, this has, this has nothing to do with giving. I'm just saying that that's something that God challenged me, that that's going to require that I make some sacrifice. And so I'm being specific. I'm praying every day, God, before I die, give me an opportunity to be able to give $1 million in 365 days. Like, so I want to leave you with two questions today. Number one, what do you want God to do? And number two, what are you willing to sacrifice for it? Over the next however many days, however much longer your fast is, I want you, I want you to pray every single day. Maybe you could pray it the rest of the year. What do you want God to do? Rescue your marriage? Give you a new job? heal somebody in your family, save somebody in your family? What is it that you want God to do? And number two, what is it that you're willing to sacrifice for? What if God asked you to not come off your fast for the rest of the year? What if God asked you to never eat meat again? I did a liquid fast a few years ago, and everybody, you could tell because I looked like I needed to have an infomercial made about me. Like I looked like I was dying. And I was going to fast for 21 days just nothing but liquid. And 21 days came and what I had been praying for hadn't happened. So God said, are you going to quit or are you going to keep going? And so uh, I ended up, I did a liquid only fast for like 50 something days. The 40 days came, I was like, all right, everywhere in the Bible talk about 40. God's like, nope. Did you get it? God could have gave it to me day one. He just wanted to know if I would be obedient. And he wanted to know what, what, what level of sacrifice I was willing to put in to be able to get it. And, and, and what that sacrifice was is the building that we're sitting in right now. I, I fasted for like 50-something days so that we could get this building liquid only. Is this like, yay, me? No, it's the level of sacrifice that we're willing to put in because seasons of significance always require seasons of sacrifice. Your success requires you to do these two things, be sacrificial and be specific. The question I ask for you is, are you willing to do that today? Would you close your eyes all across this place? Salvation is that, incidentally. It, it is, 
It is being sacrificial and specific. Specific in the fact that your life is a ruin and sacrificial in the fact that you're willing to leave that life behind. And so today I wanna to give you the opportunity to do that and here's how. In just a moment, I'm gonna ask for people to do two things. First is for people who, who have sin in their life and wanna leave it behind to, in just a moment, raise their hand and make eye contact with me. Once you made eye contact with me, you can put your hand down. Secondly, I'm gonna ask for people all across this place to repeat a prayer after me. I will pray a few lines in a prayer. I will pause. You will repeat it. The Bible says, if you do that, you will be saved. If you're here today and you say, Sean, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I want to leave my life behind and trade it for his with nobody looking around. Would you raise your hand right now and make God contact me? Thanks. 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 Miss anybody? Thanks. Thanks. I'm going to ask everyone in here to repeat these words after me. Say, Jesus. Come on. Say, Jesus. I've got sin in my life. I don't want it anymore. Please take it. Forgive me. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I wonder if you're here and you say you're a Jesus guy or you're a Jesus girl, but you would say, maybe you've been taking it a little slack. Maybe you've been taking this thing a little bit for granted. And you'd say, Sean, I want to I wanna spend 2023 being more sacrificial and being more specific with nobody looking around. If that's you, will you raise your hand so I can pray for you? Yes. Jesus, for my friends in this place, I pray strength, wisdom, mercy, peace. God, give them your power in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week. Still thinking about the message? Go follow our message recap podcast, Chew on That. The Chew on That podcast is a podcast where Life Church staff chew over the latest messages to dig deeper into our faith. Tap the link in the episode description to have a listen. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We'll see you next week. Thank you.